You're still standing by my side A guilty soul and a worried mind I would never make it if I was on my own I thought I was going to go to to law school or be a history professor or something super normal but I had this this these songs and I wanted to start playing them my dad asked me one question he said are you going to work hard at it and I said uh yes I am and uh so he said, well, let's go to the guitar shop. You know, if, if you're going to work hard at them in your corner. And then he asked me the question. He said, but promise me that if, if it ever gets to where you know it's not going to work, that you'll have the courage to walk away from it. He said, you know, music is a really hard job and it doesn't always happen for everybody. And it requires not only talent, but a good bit of luck. And just promise me that, you, you know, you, you'll, you'll know when to walk away if you need to. And I said, I think I will. And so far, I haven't had to walk away, which is good. What would I do without you? Oh, what would I do without you? Hey friend, Haley Janicek here. I am the host and producer of Convert Kid series, Creator Sessions. And in this episode of the Creator Sessions podcast, I get to recap our episode with Drew Holcomb. He is going to share some really great lessons of which he has learned over the course of his 15 plus year long music career. Like knowing when or if you should walk away from your creative career, doubling down on the work, exploring the parts of your voice that you didn't know you had, and most importantly, when you should and shouldn't take feedback from others. So let's get after it. So let's start with who is Drew Holcomb and why did I book him? Drew is the lead singer of his namesake Americana band, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. And he just has one of those personalities that people are drawn to. And I think you'll hear why in this episode. But I think it's because he really just exudes confidence while maintaining this level of humility that's really important for growth and just for being a good human. Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors have been releasing music and touring together for over 15 years, and their songs have ranked across multiple charts, Billboard charts, several times. But he is also the founder of Magnolia Record Club and the Moon River Music Festival. He is really an artist, an entrepreneur, a thought leader, and I am very excited to talk about his session today. So this is really a story about why I rebooked him. So if you're a fan of this series, you know that Drew was our very first ever music creator session. And I am still deeply, deeply grateful for that because that first session really informed so much of what this show would become. Drew is an exceptional storyteller. He has to be one of the best storytellers in the music industry. And this show in its current format today is better because of the lessons that I learned that were really informed by him from that first session. 
Okay, so don't judge me for this one, but another reason why I rebooked Drew for Creator Sessions is because I just wanted to meet him. And you got to hear me out for this one. So when we first shot our initial Creator Session episode with him, we obviously did it remotely because the world was in a totally different place. And one of the best parts about my job is getting to meet and interact with these artists. And it's just not the same over Zoom, you know? So I'm not going to apologize for it because I got to hang out with him for a bit and kind of collect a bunch of his wisdom. And yeah, I'm unashamed about it. All right. So lastly, and there are so many other reasons why I wanted to rebook Drew, but uh, I'm going to close out with this one. I think visuals are so important to storytelling. And we have this incredible filmmaker in my teammate in Henry. And I wanted to give them the opportunity to capture a, a better story using visuals and using film. And he did that. He totally nailed it. He is he is incredibly proud of his tight gimbal work on this episode. So if you haven't seen the full episode, it is both inspiring, but it's also beautifully shot and well done. It's in a cool space. So go check it out. All right. So let's move on to my three favorite lessons that came from this creator session episode. Now, this first lesson might be the hardest to hear, but also maybe the most important. It's about having people in your corner to support you, but those people also have to be able to say the hard things, like challenging you to have the courage to walk away if it ever gets to that point. Let's hear it. I've been doing this now for, um, I don't know, what seems like a long time. Uh, I know for a lot of other artists, it may be short, but I uh, started making music in 2003 and four and uh, made my first record in 2005 and then um, kind of making music ever since. And uh, it was a sort of a wild haired uh, side hustle dream. Honestly, at the beginning, I thought I was gonna go to, to law school or be a history professor or something super normal um but i had this this these songs and i wanted to start playing them so i took a break from school uh finished college and then decided before i go to graduate school take a break and start doing this music thing so um the story i love to tell is that i went uh back home to memphis i went to school in knoxville tennessee i went back home to memphis and uh took my dad out to get uh, breakfast and to tell him about my dream of being a singer songwriter and you know with my, my dad was a, a sort of a, a music lover, but he's honestly a little tone deaf and he's a dentist. So a tone deaf dentist gets taken to breakfast by his son to tell him that he just graduated college and wants to be a, a troubadour. And uh, it was a great conversation. He just asked me one question. He said, are you gonna work hard at it? And I said, uh, yes, I am. And uh, so he said, well, let's go to the guitar shop. And um, you know, if, if you're gonna work hard at them in, in your corner. And then he asked me a question, he said, but promise me that if, if it ever gets to where you know it's not gonna work, that you'll have the courage to walk away from it. He said, you know, music is a really hard job and it doesn't always happen for everybody. And it requires not only talent, but a good bit of luck. And just promise me that you, you know, you, you'll, you'll know when to walk away if you need to. And I said, I think I will. And so far I haven't had to walk away, which is good, but I've gotten close a few times. 
Okay, so I chose this lesson first because I want you to keep this clip in mind as we work through the other lessons because you'll hear Drew talk about the different experiences that he's had along the journey and not all of them are about wild success. He has definitely had peaks and valleys along the way, but this advice from someone that meant a lot to him, in this case, his dad, really gave him both the approval that he needed to chase this dream, but also the reminder of the reality that can come with it. And as an artist, you really have to prepare yourself for the challenges ahead. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of moments where I've thought about giving up uh, for a wide variety of reasons. I mean, you know, the, the obstacles in a, in a sort of creative profession are pretty vast. Uh, you know, a lot of them are financial. Um, there have just been times when we were like, well, we're about to be out of money. I guess we're done. I got to go get a job, you know, especially in those early years. Uh, I would say the the most recent time I thought about giving up was I had an album that came out in 2017 called Souvenir. And it was, uh, you know, a real sort of artist, artist record. You know, we wrote the songs that we wanted to write exactly just you know kind of took a lot of chances on the writing side and production side and for whatever reason the the record just didn't really connect and you know i've been building like tour budgets and everything on this like long 10-year climb that we had had starting around 2008 and 9 where things really started to happen for us and we became you know a viable touring act our records were selling and everything had just been sort of slowly climbing with hiccups here and there ups and downs um, and I sort of assumed that same growth on that record and that tour and the opposite happened. We had this huge dip where, um, our touring numbers were down 20 to 30% everywhere. And we're trying to put on a, you know, you don't want to let anybody know that cause you still get, got to give it, give it your best. And I remember being on stage some of those nights to, you know, 70%, 60%, some 30% full rooms and just having a really hard time trying to find the sort of energy to to put on the face that it was like a great night. It was more, you know, just like felt like a chore because the energy wasn't there. And every time we'd play songs from the new record, people were kind of just like, yeah, cool, play the old stuff. And uh, and then also because of that, the, the we were running out of money and it was like, I guess this is it. You know, I gave it a good 15 year run or whatever, uh, 12 year run. And this is, this is how it ends, you know? Um, and I remember I've become friends with, uh, Vince Gill over the years, uh, through mainly through our mutual love of this silly game called golf. And I was telling him about this, you know, he's like, I just real, like matter of fact, this is a 40 year, you know, veteran of the, of, of uh, the music business. He said, Oh yeah. Yeah. Some of my favorite records, nobody cared about. You just gotta make another one. And it was just the most like haphazard, you know, response to this this reality of being a still a young artist having your first sort of like down moment, and it was a great reminder. And so I, that's what I did. It was I I doubled down on the work. Uh, the only certain things you can you can control, and one of those is your is your work. So I I would usually write like thirty or forty songs in like a six month period of time record them, put out a record, tour it, and then wait until that season was over to start writing again. So instead, I just started writing two or three days a week for two years straight, and then followed up that record with what's been my most successful record to date, which is a, a record called Dragons. 
My favorite thing about this lesson is when Drew says that he doubled down on the work because there's only certain things that you can control and one of those is your work. Man, I love that because it just, it could not be more true. All right, let's move into the last lesson, which is my favorite lesson of all of them, hands down, 10 times over. In fact, I asked him to share this story again from the first session because I wanted to capture it with better film so it could really stand the test of time. I know that's funny, but whatever. So let's hear it. So things were starting to um, go pretty well for us uh, around 2009, 10, 11, put out this record called Chasing Someday that had Live Forever on it and things were going well. And so I started writing a new record and I'd written this song and a bunch of others that I was really proud of, uh, but I was trying to get some feedback. And there's an artist that uh, Ellie and I both really love and trust. He's a friend of ours named Thad Cockrell. And so I uh, said, Thad, can we kind of come play these songs for you? I'd love to get, love to just hear your thoughts on them before we go in the studio. He said, sure. So we go over there and I'm playing a bunch of different songs and I start playing this song. And I started like this, you know, sometimes I wake up with a sadness and other days it feels like madness. So what would I do without I started singing real loud? You know, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. He just interrupts me, which is, you know, I, my first response, like, whoa, that's kind of rude. Just interrupted my, my song. He's like, hold on, hold on. And he gets about this close to my face, like three inches away. And he goes, sing it, sing it to me. Sing it to me like I'm right here. And I was like, OK, he goes, no, no, no right now. It's like, OK. Sometimes I wake up with the sadness and other days it feels like madness. So what would I do without you? And he backed off. He's like, yeah, sing the whole song like that. And I look over and Ellie, my wife is crying. She's like, wow, I didn't know you had that part of your voice in you. Cause I would always sing everything at like a 10, you know, like a seven to a 10, always loud. That's how you hit notes as you sing loud. And so he opened up this whole part of my voice that I didn't know was there. And it really affected the next three, four records and really will affect me forever. This is my favorite song I've ever written. And, and if you don't like it, I don't really care because I, lo I love it. Now I could go on and on about why I love that clip so much, but I'm gonna keep this short because we've got a lot to get through. But the reason why I love this lesson so much is because it shows how when you explore something that might be uncomfortable, it's often where the most beauty is found. And I think that there is something really special about going to those places that are scary. So that's it. All right, actually, I lied, friends. This is not the norm. Normally we are going to stick to three lessons, but there is one more that I have to include because it is too good not to. And this is why I wanted to have Drew on the series again, because he just offers some really freaking good advice. Let's listen in. It's a tough thing to figure out which voices to listen to and which voices to sort of, you know, turn off, especially in social media world. I mean, I, I think for me, the most important thing is, is this person someone that I trust and respect? Uh, and if they're a stranger, or they're not someone you trust and respect, then it's just a thanks so much. Or, or, or even sometimes it can be someone you trust and respect that gives you a piece of advice, but you're so confident in what you already know about the work that you just say, well, thank you, I disagree. Uh, I remember this is a song um, called The Winery Drink, and I played it for a couple different people. I got the same feedback from all three people, which is, that's a great song. It doesn't really feel like the chorus really lifts, though. It feels more like a verse. 
And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, I was just playing you the song. I'm not actually interested in your opinion about it. I know that the song is finished. And they were like, well, okay, okay, whatever. And uh, sure enough, the song has, has become one of our like most well-known and, and loved songs. And so you, sometimes you just have to trust your instincts. If you, if, you, if you know that something is the way you want it to be, sometimes that negative feedback for me is like, makes me lean in even further into my, my creative decision. I'm like, no, it's, you know, there's that, that famous saying that if you find yourself in the majority all the time, you might need to check your, check yourself, you know? Um, so if everybody thinks that everything you're doing is great, maybe it's time to challenge yourself that maybe, maybe you're just making easy work. So there's, there's always that fine balance. And I don't think there's like a specific way through it. I think that, uh, you have to trust yourself and, 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 you know, take what, take what makes sense and what you can work on, what you can challenge yourself with from that's, you know, like for a musician, it's a really big deal who you hire as a producer. Uh, cause that person is going to have a lot of say over, um, you know, the direction of your, your, your work. So you want to choose somebody that you trust that you have a good working rapport with. You know, for me, I've always used my band in the studio. I don't hire out studio players. And so I've built this lifelong rapport with Nathan and Rich, especially who have played on every record I've made since 2006. So I trust them. We fight big time in the studio, but we always know that we, that it's coming from a place of trust. And so we're able to so, sort of always chart a path forward, even though there's often sort of hills to climb and, and, you know, swamps to get through. So, um, surrounding yourself with people you trust, I think is the most important piece of what to let in and what to block. See, I couldn't not include that because it is just so spot on. All right. Let's wrap up those lessons in a nice little bow before we move on. First, have the right people in your corner to support you who can also challenge you when you need it. Number two, double down on the work because that is the one thing that you can control. Number three, explore the uncomfortable places because there can be so much magic found there. And lastly, Deciding which feedback to take is a hard thing to master, but you will learn in time who you want to trust. And sometimes your gut instincts trump everyone else. All right. This is one of my favorite parts of the episode. I love sharing the behind the scenes moments because it is just fun. So I'm choosing to share this particular moment, behind the scenes moment, because I think it really informs a lot of who Drew is as a creator. But he has this song, Family, and one of the lyrics, the lines in the song is, now I'm not the best singer, so don't judge me here, but he goes, family singing in the kitchen, family running through the yard, right? And like I said, don't judge me here. But I love that because the entire time we were filming, you could hear his three young kids running through the yard. And it was just a really cool kind of moment where you realize, wow, like his daily life really informs some of his music. It made for a really happy environment because there is nothing more joyous than hearing the sound of kids laughing like true, genuine, you know, unfiltered laughter. So that is a little behind the scenes moment from this session. All right, friend, as always, we are going to close out with a performance from the session. Here is Drew Holcomb performing Dragons from his home office in East Nashville 
while his kids played in the backyard and Henry, Issa, and I got a private concert by one of our favorites. I was climbing a mountain Asleep in the moonlight The ghost of my grandpa Came to me in a dream As the stars hung above us He started singing this chorus He laughed loud as heaven And said this to me Take a few chances A few worthy romances Go swimming in the ocean on New Year's Day. Don't listen to the critics. Stand up and bear witness. Go slay all the dragons that stand in your way. We stayed up and talked till the sunrise. A war and love and sorrow. He said, stop spending all your money on forgiveness of sins. Today is all you promised. Don't trouble with tomorrow. He faded into the forest, proudly singing this hymn. Take a few chances, a few worthy romances. Go swimming in the ocean on New Year's Day. Don't listen to the critics. Stand up and bear witness. Go slay all the dragons that stand in your way. Woke up in a fever, surrounded by lightning. All my windows are open, now let the rain flood in. The past felt like the present, with the future uncertain. I sang like a sparrow, lost in the wind. Take a few chances, a few worthy romances. Go swimming in the ocean on New Year's Day. Don't listen to the critics. Stand up and bear witness. Go slay all the dragons that stand in your way. Go slay all the dragons that stand in your way. Go slay all the dragons that stand in your way. one sort of specific piece of advice to creators, um, sort of, a, it's a big philosophical thing, but is it, is it, it is my piece of advice is do this work, whatever it is, because you love it, not because you think it will help you figure out how to be a happy person. Your, your creativity and your work will not make up for whatever is making you feel like you're not enough. Um, you, you know, that sounds sort of intense, but I think it's true for everybody that, you know, oh, if, if only, you know, 
I do this and it works, then I'll be happy. Well, that's, that's just like some sort of pie in the sky thing. Uh, you do this work because you love it and it does bring you happiness in the process. But, um, if you, if you, if that's your mentality, it will define you. And then you'll, you'll be, dis, you'll, I think for sure you'll be disappointed. Um, so the joy in itself is in the work. So if you don't enjoy the work, don't do it. Um, if, 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 the, if the work is just a means to an end, the, the work in and of itself needs to be the ends, you know, the process of doing creative work. My other piece of advice is, is very simple. It's, it, it's going to take longer than you think. <laughs> so be patient. Um, good things come to those who wait. Uh, everything that I thought I wanted early in my career um, that I wasn't getting, I realized in, in, in hindsight, it came at the right time later. And had it come earlier, I wouldn't have appreciated it or it wouldn't have had the impact on me and my career that it did. So be patient. And then the other thing is stop comparing yourself to your peers. Um, learn from your peers, but don't be envious of their success. Um, don't copy their work because they're successful. Uh, that's an easy sort of trap to fall into. Uh, there's, there's plenty of uh, uh, people out there who need your, your work, whatever it is. There's plenty of people that need photographers. There's plenty of ears for songwriters. There's um, you know, plenty of people who love to put art in their houses and apartments and whatever it is that you do. So be patient, be true to yourself and, uh, don't compare yourself to other people. Well, thank you guys for joining my creator session. Um, come follow along on Spotify and Apple music and Amazon, wherever else you listen to music. You can find us on tour, usually somewhere nearby within the next year or so. We're going to do a big tour next spring, uh, next winter actually and spring. Uh, DrewHolcomb.com, and I appreciate you listening. I'll see you somewhere down the road. Creator Sessions is brought to you by ConvertKit, where we're on a mission to help creators earn a living and build an audience of loyal fans. Learn more at ConvertKit.com. For more about Creator Sessions and to watch the full video episode, visit creatorsessions.convertkit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at CK Creator Sessions and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiring content about the creator economy. 